Hello and welcome to Fanby Daily for August 20th, 2020. I am your host, editor at large for fanby.com, John Warren. What's happening? How are things? I'm chill. I'm just here thinking about the news and games and entertainment and how I could probably tell you about it in 10 minutes or less. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, were you as confused as we were when Remedy announced that the only that only the Ultimate Edition of Control would be eligible for a next-gen upgrade? I'm not sure today's explanation from 505 Games cleared it up, but they tried anyway. Quote, We spent several months exploring all of our launch options for Control Ultimate Edition, and no decision was taken lightly. While it is challenging bringing any game to next-gen platforms, we quickly realized it was even more difficult to upgrade our current user base to next-gen with full parity across platforms with our year-old game. Every avenue was pursued, there was some form of blocker, and those blockers meant that at least one group of players ended up being left out of the upgrade for various reasons. As of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone, and leaving any one group out feels unfair. We understand that is not what you want to hear." End quote. To be abundantly clear, if you own Control in its DLC now, you'll be able to play it on your next-gen console of choice with backward compatibility. If you want the fancy upscaling and performance enhancements that come with the official next-gen version, you'll have to grab the Ultimate Edition. This explanation is not great. There was more stuff uh, that they mentioned about only being able to pull one SKU into the upgrade system, but this is not a great explanation. Like, you could probably totally upgrade everyone. This is just very clearly a business decision, which is fine if unpopular, but I kind of wish they would just say that, you know? Uh, maybe the most interesting news of the, day, of the day are developer accounts on the different ways PlayStation 5's haptic feedback with DualSense actually works in games. The PlayStation blog broke down the difference between haptic feedback and adaptive controllers. With the former, expect the same vibration technology you've experienced with rumbly controllers for years, but targeted to specific areas of the controller and in extremely specific game conditions. Spider-Man Miles Morales will attempt to create what sounds like the most realistic depiction of the iconic hero's Spider-Sense power yet. When Miles' powers activate, uh, and can sense when an attack is coming, the player will actually feel haptic feedback in the direction of the attack. In Demon Souls, for example, attacks and shield strikes will have visual weight, of course, like all of uh, from software's games do, uh, but they'll also have haptic feedback weight. In the case of adaptive controllers, we've already heard the example about bow tension when shooting an arrow, uh, but uh, Horizon Forbidden West devs elaborated that many of Aloy's weapons in the next game will involve the use of adaptive triggers. Perhaps the wildest way adaptive triggers are being used is in Arcane's recently delayed Deathloop, where the triggers will actually jam when your gun does, providing tactile feedback before the animation loop occurs. That sounds frustrating, but pretty cool and immersive. <clears throat> hey, speaking of Neiman Souls, the upcoming remake was recently given a content rating in South Korea, joining Spider-Man Miles Morales as the only two PlayStation 5 games to gain such a rating. Many have speculated that this means Demon Souls will also be a PS5 launch title, since Miles Morales definitely is. Friend of the site Imran Khan took to Twitter to say that, as far as he knows, Demon's Souls was always intended to be a PS5 launch title, or at least a game targeted for around the launch window. We don't have an official confirmation yet, but more news about the PS5 launch has to be coming, right? The console got its first ad recently, and their marketing department is insisting, is insisting this week that it is still very much on target for 2020, so surely they'll drop us a morsel of information soon. 
Matt Reeves's The Batman got its first teaser posters ahead of the game's uh, ahead of the film's reveal at this Saturday's DC Fandom. Both posters are drawn in a very graphic style, using only reds and blacks. Looks pretty gritty, dude. If you're not that psyched about Robert Pattinson's turn as the Cape Crusader, don't fret. Batfleck returns. That's right. Ben Affleck will reprise his role as the Dark Knight in the standalone Flash film set for 2022. That movie will apparently explore the multiverse, since this version of Barry Allen can manipulate space and time with his powers. Also in that multiverse, Michael Keaton's version of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, love that guy. Finally, Hitman 3 has all consoles covered when it comes out in January, January 2021, but if you want to play it on PC, you have one option and that is the Epic Game Store. The report doesn't say if it's a full exclusive or timed exclusive, but that's where it will be in January. If you've never played the new trilogy, the first game, Hitman, will be available for free on the Epic Game Store from August 27th till September 3rd. I highly recommend trying it out. That is it for today's Fan by Daily. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, join us again tomorrow. And in the meantime, please check out our great other shows at fanby.com slash podcasts. Y'all have a good one.